Very nice. Very good. It's hard to keep up with that uh, tonality and the cuteness that goes with that is amazing. Their message is so profound. It's the love of Jesus that, that drives us, reminds us who we are, that forges identity and uh, allows us to be in community in a way that is so powerful that there's no one thing that could uh, drive us apart that would be as powerful as the love of Jesus bringing us, us together. I bring you grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We are working hard on a sermon series on uh, doing what we're asked to do. And uh, looking at those red letters of the Bible, as I mentioned earlier, this is the third week of our, of our sermon series. We talked a little bit about introduction and some spiritual disciplines. We talked a little bit last week about being. Pastor Trevor had a great message. And this morning we're going to talk about forgiving, about something that I think is probably one of the most difficult things in the world, whether it's forgiving a person who's sinned against you or forgiving yourself and figuring out how to align heart and soul and life and let some of the stuff of the past go. I need a couple of volunteers this morning. How about if I take, shock you, huh? How about you three and you two? Is that okay? Eden, and you and you, and you two boys, come on, I need you right here. Come right on out this way. Yeah, you two with the tie. Yeah, I got it. Chichi got a tie. Come on, yeah, and, and you three. There you go. Yeah, don't be shy. Come on, leave your bulletin, and I want you to do something for me. I want you to just grab this weight right here and just hold it straight out like that, just like this. There you go, straight, a little higher. There you go. That's, no, no, one hand. There you go. And come on, here you go. Don't be shy. And who's got this one? You can handle this one. Straight out. No, no. Straight out. Not. Uh, yep. Yeah, straight. Straight. There you go. Straight out. Now, can you handle this? The big one. Yes. Okay. Straight out. Boy, look at that. You're ripped. You're ripped. And girls, I want you to turn to one another and just hold that down here. Okay. Yeah, you can do it. There you go. Now, just hold on. It'll be good. There you go. Come on now. Straighten out that arm. I'm going to join you. Straighten out that arm. How are you doing so far? Straighten out that arm. There you go. How you doing? How you doing? So, come on, straighten that arm out. Come on. Good thing I got the heavy. Good. You, oh, you're doing good. No, it's sore. You're getting. Okay. Well, maybe. Now, if you take this one and you help him here, you got that. I know, huh? Well, do it together. You'll carry double them. Okay, there you go. How you doing over here, ladies? Pretty good? Yeah, it's getting heavy. Yeah, it's 10 pounds. That's, those are only two. Those are easy. Yeah, you're doing great. No, and we'll do that later. Okay, why don't we put them down? You're doing good. They're holding on. Yeah, you're doing, you kind of you lost it on me here because the hard part's when you get out here. You're not using your strength. You guys look like you're about ready to die here. That's good. But let's give our, uh, our uh, weightlifters a hand. So you guys can sneak back, sneak back to your gentle, gentle. Everybody comes into community with something they're hanging on to. For some, it's rather light. You hang on to it, hang on to it, hang on to it. And eventually it kind of weighs you down. You don't have to be a second grader to 
to handle that. Each one of us brings something in our heart and our life into a relationship. And the question is, how long can you hang on to that? For some, it's big. And I had 40-pound weights, but I didn't want you to gasp when I had two second graders hold a 40-pound weight. Some of us come into community holding on big, hard things to keep in our heart. And holding on to them takes all the energy we can possibly muster. And that's what Jesus is addressing in that text today. The lady comes into the guy's house. It's probably a super nice house. Lives up in Anaheim Hills or Yorba Linda. Jesus isn't going to the, 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 the lower socioeconomic places. He's at a Pharisee's house. The, the dinner's probably just so. And, and this lady comes in and barges in. And she's not dressed like everyone else, and she doesn't smell like everyone else, and she's got a reputation that's unlike anyone else, and she's at the edge of community, and she comes, as I picture it, dashing into the house, and man, is her weight that she's hanging on to enormous. And so she displaces that weight in that community that day. She comes to Jesus just burdened and down she puts ointment on his feet washes and wipes his feet with her tears and her hair and then the rich guy mutters if this guy was really who he said he is he'd know what a bad person she is and he wouldn't have to sweat that and she can take her weight and her life and her stuff she can take and put that someplace else but not here not on my time not at my my dinner what do you bring into relationships what are you trying to hold up is there a veil that you live behind that if that veil were removed, you, people would see your arms shaking and your veins bulging out and the fatigue and the tiredness that comes in just being you. I'm convinced that every person in the world has something. Something that if someone else found out, they would be totally shamed and, and, and feel unbelievably horrible about themselves. One of the hard things about a church is that so many people come and they look so good. And under the facade of looking good is a heart that's breaking or melting or impervious to, to, to people in pain and emotion and, and connecting in community. Because when everything looks so good, it's really hard to see the person holding up the weight underneath the smile and that everything's fine. And that I'm going to make it through it. Maybe that's a way to hold people away. So that they won't find out kind of who we are. Because if they find out who we are, they may not like us or draw us into community. And so it's easier to hold on to that thing in the soul than it is to let it go. Some people come into community with a broken part of their life. And they hold that broken piece up so tightly. And, and it's that which energizes them and gives them strength. And they say, if anyone really knew how broken I was, how close I am to tears so often. 
how hard it is just to get the kids up on, on Monday morning and get the lunches and the schools and the assignment book and all that stuff together. If anyone knew that that was the easy part of my day and just holding on, that's, that's the hard part. We hold on to our broken pieces. We hold on to our sins. And we carry those burdens around like so much dead weight makes us tired and worn out and maybe sometimes at the edge of community rather than dialed in. The lady in the text this morning, the text that Mrs. Todd read so beautifully, she had a reputation. But in Jesus, the reputation found resolution. There was a place where someone would come and help bear her burden. There was a community in Jesus where she could be herself. There was a community in Christ where she didn't have to sit and, and, and hold the weight of her pain and her past and her reputation all, all on her own. There was a place where she could find rest and peace and forgiveness. Forgiveness. What an easy thing to say. What a hard thing to do. I struggle when people come and say, you're the church, you have to forgive me. <laughs> and I'll say, but you're such a horrid person, right? Why would I forgive you? You're just going to go put that knife right between my shoulder blades again. You're going to go right from this opportunity and you're going to go badmouth me again. That's just kind of forgiveness. Jesus doesn't offer the lady a a, a, a way up, a, a hotel room, a house, a food or anything. He looks at the lady and says, your sins are forgiven. He took the weight from her soul and resolved it with his love for her. The other people muttered, they said, she's such a bad person, she's so gross, she's in such bad shape. Jesus said, she's with me, and I love her, and let me show you what this love looks like. So Jesus tells a little story, right? Where's my guys who carried the little weights, right? You carry the little weight, no big deal, right? You hold on to that, easy peasy, right? No problem. All right, big man. Yeah, I know. Wait, huh? Okay, I'll handle the big one. Yeah, your parents. I don't have liability insurance for that. So, <laughs> so Jesus tells a story, right? Suppose a man had two people that owed him a debt. One owed a little debt. One owed a big debt. The guy forgives them both. Who's more grateful? And the Pharisee looks at Jesus. He says, "This is an easy question, Rabbi." The guy who's got the bigger debt is clearly the one who loves him more. For whom did forgiveness mean the most? For the lady with the reputation, who knew in that moment the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus, that her burden had been removed from her soul, that God was loving and pleased with her, and that her debt to God was paid off. Jesus said she'd been forgiven much, so she loves much. Part of being church and being a Christian 
is learning to leave the burdens of our souls, big and small, at the feet of Jesus. To be able to acknowledge and say, there's broken pieces in my life. There's part of my life that if someone saw, they'd never, I, I, I don't think they'd ever want to be with me anymore. There's a part of my life that if God saw, and yet Jesus looks at our lives. He looks at guilt and shame and the burden that they cause on our souls. And he bears that weight himself. Taking all the weight of the sin that you and me have, our brokenness, our pieces of life, and publicly destroying that power of that sin in his death on the cross. In essence, Jesus says, I know exactly who you are. I know exactly what you're all about. I know exactly what your reputation is. I know exactly where you've been. And I love you. I love you deeply. I love you dearly. He takes away guilt. He covers shame. He removes our burden. He heals our brokenness. And he provides energy and strength for living a life in Him. I need my five volunteers back. Still awake? Come on, five volunteers. Two, three, four. Come on, come with me. I, 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 we're still in church, big guy. Yep. Why don't you two guys take this one? No, together. Okay. You want? Okay, two together. Hold on to that. You've got this one. Two hands for beginners. There you go. Girls, can you take this one together? Now turn around and come with me. Can you turn around without killing each other? There you go. Good. Now I want you to put them right here. Just set them down real nice right here. Beautiful. Very nice. Thank you. If I take the heavy ones, can you take the small ones? Okay. Yeah. Let's work together. Okay, there we go. You can set them right there. Good job. Perfect. Now I can sneak right back to your seats again. Easy, easy. There you go. <laughs> Little secret for my heart. I was that kid. <laughs> my mom and I had this conversation yesterday. My mom used to teach second grade with Mrs. Meyer, and she said, I always had a place in my heart for the little wiggle worm boys. And they used to load up my mom's second grade class with the ones that couldn't sit still. And about November, you know, first everyone says, your mom is so rigid, she's so mean, and she's so tough. By November, they'd go, your mom is the best teacher we've ever had. Our kids are reading at a ninth grade level, and they're ready to take the SAT. <laughs> the joy of knowing Jesus is the joy of taking those burdens and leaving them at his feet. Like the woman in the text. It's the joy of being able to be who you are, warts and blemishes, difficulties and all, tired and fatigued from the stuff of life, 
and being able to lay that stuff down at the one place where it finds resolution. For Jesus does not cast you out of community, he draws you in with his love. He looks at your life and he says, is that all you got? Because my love covers beautifully, beautifully over you. Forgiveness is the release of responsibility for your burden. Here and here and here. And so the call then is to forgive. Meaning that to some degree we release ourselves from the burden of guilt that we carry along with us. We cut the cord, we leave those weights, we leave that burden at the feet of Jesus and we nod our head when the guilt from the past rises up and says, you know what, you really don't, you really aren't, you really haven't. We look and we point back to Jesus and we say, but he says, I am forgiven. He says, I am redeemed. He says, I am loved of God. And the world and people can accuse, but in my soul, I know Jesus. Sometimes it's really, really hard depending on where you've been in your life. And yet the cross of Christ screams, you are forgiven and you are loved. And then there's the harder part of that to some degree is forgiving one another. You talk about what makes resilient, strong children over the course of time, it's forgiveness. It's being able to have those issues in those times in your family where you want to pull your hair out and you say, is this second grader ever going to get to college? Are they ever going to make it? Is it ever going to get there? Are we ever going to be okay? Because this is driving me nuts. They can't even put their socks in their hamper or pull their bed together, get off of their screen. It's just... And sometimes we blow up. But what makes resilient and strong children and resilient and strong families is being able to look and say, I love you and I forgive you and let's live in this family together because this is how the people who know Jesus do family. See, forgiveness is a totally Christian thing. Other religions, you kind of get what you got coming to you, whether it's from God or other people. If you're a good person, you get good things. If you're a bad person, you get bad things. Which people say, well, Christianity always falls down because I don't know why good things happen to, bad things happen to good people. It's like, man, try another religion where you get what you deserve. Christianity, you get what Christ has earned for you on the cross. Forgiveness and peace and the ability to forgive. Forgiveness means looking and saying that my understanding of my own life, my weight's pretty big and pretty heavy. And an understanding of how deeply we are loved by God, that in essence, Christ has taken away that burden. Forgiveness requires strength of character and faith to be able to go to the person and say, I love you, I need you, will you forgive me? Or being able to say, yes, I forgive you when the person comes to you. And with that strength comes vulnerability. And vulnerability allows us to 
connect person to person, life to life, circumstance to circumstance, to be gracious and loving of one another because God has loved us and paid our debt. Then the last piece is letting it go. Just flat out letting it go. Removing the responsibility of the offense from your heart and not holding it against that other person. When I was a kid in sixth grade, I had a little issue. And the issue was a forest fire. My friend and I were digging an underground fort in the Coconino National Forest in Flagstaff, Arizona. We'd gotten up early to kind of finish up the fort. We thought it was going to be really cool. And we had some candles and a candle got here and there. And all of a sudden I watched fire go up the side of a ponderosa pine tree. And I looked at my friend like Huey, Dewey, and Lou. I go, we are in deep trouble here. So we ran down to our house. We called the cops. We, they came, put out the fire, which was 0.25 acres. They but they knew right away we had done it. We got pretty serious trouble for that. Very serious trouble for that. My father forgave me, my father loved me, but he had a friend. And a 25,000 acre fire had torn across the front of where we had lived in front of Mount Eldon in a huge part of the forest with tankers and the, the slurry bombers and all of those things. And one of my father's friends came up to me and he said, Tim, you didn't have anything to do with this fire, did you? The answer was, of course not, because I had learned my lesson the first time. You see, being willing to love and live in forgiving relationships is not going back and reminding someone of how great you were when you forgave them and how magnanimous and how strong and how vulnerable and how great you were. It's in grace saying, my burden has been removed in Christ, and now we're reconciled together by His grace. Let's push forward in love rather than wallow in the past. What a powerful thing it is to live in community, in the community of grace, living under the forgiveness of Jesus with families that share that marvelous sense of God's love. Would you pray with me, please? Each one of us, Lord, comes in here with something. For some, it's like the little purple weights, and they just kind of hold them up until the little arms start shaking. For others, it's this enormous burden, and they can't wait to get out of here because it takes so much energy just to kind of get up and be with people. All of us, Lord gather together with that one commonality of the profound need of the love and the grace of Jesus. We leave those burdens here this morning, Lord. We confess them to you, we admit them to you, and we lay them at the foot of your cross this morning. Moments of anger, moments of brokenness. Grant us your forgiveness and grant us your peace. For those, Lord, this morning who, when they close their eyes, see that one person, that one person who antagonizes them, who's mean to them, who bullies them, who always leads them back to wherever, grant that in the place of that person they would see your cross and that they would experience your great love for them in Jesus Christ today in a way that they maybe never have before. 
Thank you for our church, for our school, for our students singing today, for an opportunity to, to love and care for each other and to find a sense of rest and peace for our souls. Be with us. Grant us your grace in Jesus' name.